Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Chalantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. You are listening to episode 141, Holistic Dental Care with Nadine Artemis. And if you guys are interested in learning about more on essential oils, my team is hosting a live essential oils class every Monday at 2 p.m. and at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to the show notes to use that link to sign up as classes do fill up Once you sign up, you'll immediately receive our class link via Zoom, along with class notes package to print for the class. Whether you're curious about what doTERRA oils could do for you or would want to refresh on how to use these bottles that you might already own, you will love this class and feel the impact of our beautiful community. I hope to see you guys there. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 141, Holistic Dental Care with Nadine Artemis. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you get to learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we have the beautiful Nadine Artemis here, and we're going to be talking all things holistic health and holistic dental. She is the author of two books, including Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. She is a creator of Living Libations, a luxury line of organic, wildcrafted, non-GMO serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of pure botanical and natural health and wellness and beauty products on the planet. She is a beauty, she is a beauty philosopher, she's a beauty philosopher, beauty (laughs) philosopher, it's been a day. She is a beauty philosopher, aromatologist, and a botanical muse. Nadine believes in simply simplicity and a natural rhythmic approach and she's disruptor to the mainstream idea of wellness and beauty and beauty products she's a frequent commenter on health and beauty for media outlets and her products have received rave reviews in new york times goop new york magazine vogue in style the hollywood reporter and many more Welcome to the show, Nadine. It's so wonderful to have you on here today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. I love anything good holistic health <laughs> and you know, realizing that there is such a difference in your overall health, no matter it's beauty or dental, what we put on and in our bodies impacts every single function that we don't even think of. How did you get in to this line of these natural botanicals and beauty and dental world. I'm sure there's some, some story behind this all. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just like a gradual natural story. I had a really lovely childhood. It was imbued with nature and I just would spend hours in the woods and doing what, you know, mushing things and picking things and making, making things with mud. So I just kind of that moment. And then I definitely had a whole moment where I would be raiding my mother's bathroom and mixing her stuff. So I had this kind of love and desire to mix things. And then in grade nine, 
I was able to do a science fair project where we had a little bit of a self-directed learning moment. And I, this trying to pick a subject in this awesome book on cosmetics, it was just geared towards a younger audience, really easy to understand. So I found this chapter on perfumery just so fascinating. It talked about ancient Egypt and distillations and that the distillations are called essential oils and perfumes. That's how they're made. And, and so just to connect that history and that more reality to all the bottles I had in my bathroom that weren't really made from flowers because they're all synthetic. But it was like seeing that. And then the, the book talking about that the distillations were called essential oils and that they would be probably found at a health food store. So then going to a health food store in grade nine, which was oh so long ago in the 80s and finding, you know, getting my first whiffs of jasmine and ylang and like orange lemongrass. And so that was really cool. And then so what I endeavored to make was uh, L'Air de Temps by Nina Ricci using the natural essential oils. Well, the ingredients that they said were in it, you know. <laughs> like Chanel number no. five is right, supposed to be made with like rose and blah, blah, blah. But when you smell the real rose auto, it's different. So I feel like I actually made maybe even a better perfume because <laughs> it was real. And that was super fun. And then, you know, just living a normal teenage life, but definitely filled with many bottles. And I was the youngest in the family. So I inherited everybody else's bottles. And I just had a thing with like mixing liquids or melting down uh, eyeshadows and mixing those with lip balms and making ton of different things. But it was really to, except for that school project, it wasn't that fruitful. Um, then I get to university. I'm, I'm first year, I'm living on my own. And of course, you're learning all about food and all that. And I really did a deep dive. And it is sort of over a course of a month, I saw, you know, I was skipping school and saw this talk show. And they're talking about really the impact of food and the environment and your health. And that was really new information then. We didn't even know really think about the environmental cost to creating foods and all that. And then I also got this amazing book about like how to decipher labels at the supermarket and it really dismantled a lot. And then I just sort of looked over to my, what, what was supposed to be like green beauty care at the time, even though I don't think green beauty was a phrase, but just seeing the fallacy of those labels and that really it was just this, while there may have been fields of lavender on the label, it was this petroleum promised land of, just so many coal tar derivatives and different ingredients. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just, it's now I have that excuse. I think that I've always wanted to be concocting my own cosmetics and stuff. And so I, I was, and, and that was so fun. And I'm so thankful I was living on my own because I just, you know, had my own kitchen and I was able to just do what I wanted without roommates. And that was awesome. And then it was like really getting into like, then I had to find all these raw materials that weren't easily available um, or looking for other quality and then really connecting with distillers all over the world that even while I was in university, I started to actually import. I learned how to import essential oils and different raw materials so that actually by the time I graduated uh, within, it was like I graduated in April and then October 17th, 1992, we opened up, I opened up Canada's North America's first full concept aromatherapy store. And we had a blending bar and like over a hundred essential oils and we would make custom blends and custom perfumes. And that was just all of my formulas and all the skincare stuff that I've been making. I was going to university and just actually selling to friends and family and just people were so floored and things worked and people's eczema went away or their little spider veins went away. I made this blend called waitress legs. 
And obviously, you know, a lot of waitresses in university. So that was propelling that. But I just, and while I was learning, I, I loved, you know, I loved a lot of stuff I was studying and I was actually in women's studies. So then I was also, you know, writing like my, my thesis I wrote on um, the female orgasm and it's sort of like context within the past 400 years of Western history and, you know, just writing papers on midwifery or, um, yeah, just different aspects of, of the female body, um, reading textbooks like the beauty myth. And it was really cool because I felt like the ingredients that we've been using were a part of the oppression of, of the female body and the misunderstanding of it. And certainly causing, you know, harm. It's not even like we were using neutral ingredients. There's a, you know, history of lead and mercury and radium, radium and stuff that seemed okay in the time until, you know, oh, the arsenic in the powder isn't so great for skin and you may die <laughs> at some point. Or I, and then my book, Renegade Beauty, because I really do find like, you know, the female body in Western history. I mean, that's just such a rich thing to study. Um, and then one thing I've, I, I studied this a bit, like I, I was doing a paper even on, um, you know, in university, just looking at the menstrual products and the whole history of that. And then in my book, Renegade Beauty, I did a deep dive because a whole, whole chapter on like how we care for our yonis, like, cause we got to know to take how to take care of our vaginas and it's certainly not with a bottle of summer's eve you know? <laughs> so um just doing a deep dive on that history was super fascinating i mean we started out in the 1920s you know maybe the 30s using lysol for douching and if i encourage anybody to google the vintage lysol ads it's insane. It's literally, you will, you'll just be like, what? Like, how could, how could this have been an ad in magazines? And it's a full campaign. You'll, there's about 10 versions. <laughs> anyway, of course, some people died and had reactions. And so that, then that stopped. And then Listerine came along and was like, well, you thought Lysol was harsh. You should try Listerine. And then, you know, We've got, you know, the Messengills and the Summer's Eve and the current day, just chock full of ingredients that are really harming that area, including even the ingredients of menstruation products, which are, you know, do a deep dive in that, including that they have bacteria and microbes. And that's probably the root of toxic shock syndrome. And on and on it goes, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, you can definitely do a deep dive on just that topic. <laughs> yeah, for it's, me, it, it's current. Even yeah, do number one thing: scented feminine products. Yeah, like uh, I, I just shake my head at that. But um, yeah, well, so. yeah, and well, yeah, and you look at the campaigns, and then I I do. There's some other you know other products. I mean, just look at any historical douching campaign, and you're going to find a lot of issues. Um. But yeah, I mean, but of course it's all marketed to this. It's like, let's create an insecurity mm -hmm. and then market to it, you know, but maybe we need to talk about like, for sure, that's an area that can, but also it's like, if this aroma of that area changes, that's a sign for you to yes. know, maybe there's a yeast infection or something, you know, or like, 
maybe we just need to not be sweating in polyester underwear all day because our, our, you know, our yonis rebel at polyester underwear for sure. You know, we need organic cotton and those kind of things. So let's like really look at the issues instead of just like, I don't know, just masking everything with synthetic perfume and just these kind of band-aid solutions that are, again, it'd be okay if they were neutral, but it's, you know, creating a toll on the body. And I guess to tie it back into your original question, um, it's not like I have any kind of radical moment in my life. Um, It just feels like I heard the calling. I got it and it was fun. And that's sort of what I wanted to do. But I also feel like I definitely have, I'm sensitive or whatever you want. And so I feel like early on, I was able to just, whatever sort of was coming uh, my way in life, I was just able to discern what really truly makes me feel good. And because of that sensitivity, so I'm a bit of a canary in a coal mine with smells or different things like that. Again, nothing crazy. I mean, maybe I could have been on a path to some kind of environmental sensitivity, but I just feel it's that sensitivity and that sensory awareness that for me just really guides and discerns, you know, but for me, it's fun because then I end up with like the most pure ingredients or beautiful food. And that I feel like is just a bit of my mission is to bring that beauty and purity and send it back out so that we can all enjoy it. Totally agree. And I think one of the other things, your other book that is about holistic dentistry, we don't, you know, I think equally as important as, as your yoni health is your oh, mouth yeah. health because everything's yeah, coming all, in and out. Yeah. And, and yeah, I would love to hear, I think you, you have the successful self-dentistry in eight steps of kind of what's your eight step process and what does holistic dentistry really mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, and you will find dentists that are holistic dentists, or you may find biological dentists and a holistic dentist may be pretty holistic, or they could be holistic and still putting in mercury fillings or whatever. So it's not like a set thing, but for me and for my book, I feel like it's a holistic approach to looking at dentistry For example, I felt growing up that I didn't really know that my teeth were alive and connected to the rest of my body. It felt like they were done and they were grown. And then if you got a cavity, that was the end of it. Didn't really, you know, I mean, obviously they're connected to our bodies and they are alive and actually, actually having a dead tooth in the mouth isn't such a great idea, right? So there is a difference. There is an aliveness. And because it's connected to our body and connected to all the systems, including the teeth have a lymphatic dentinal lymphatic system that brings lymphatic fluid to the teeth, which gets fenestrated out through the odontoblast out onto the surface of the teeth where this microscopic lymphatic fluid coalesces with the saliva to take care of our teeth. So for example, learning that is really good to know, right? (laughs) Um, So for me, it's like really I felt, so I was learning all this stuff. I was creating my own beauty care, really understanding all these new ways to like, just simply take care of the body, like for the simple things like headaches, stomach aches, cramps, like all that stuff. That's really not a big deal, but they're little symptoms of maybe something deeper. So isn't it great where we can take something to alleviate the cramp or the headache 
and then maybe do a deep dive and see why is that happening. But it's so great when you can just use like peppermint on your temples and then get rid of the headache, you know, that kind of thing, rather than reaching for an aspirin or something, which is going to have just, it's going to take care of the headache, but maybe do a few other things to the body. So I, I was just loving having that repertoire and that new understanding of how to work with my body. And because I definitely felt too, as a child, I was like, we're going to be hanging out for a while, <laughs> me and my body. And I just felt like what, you know, that sh- seems to make sense to be a part of understanding in your life's journey, just in my mind, because I think it just makes living easier. I know that sometimes people might look at like people that think about their health more or in this way as kind of like a lot of work or like what or who cares, but I don't, I just find it. If I'm healthy, then life's easy. And I like that, you know, and I feel like it is an area where I don't know if control is the right word, but we have input, you know, we may not be able to control air quality or where we live, but we can, you know, work with our body, what we're putting on it, in it. And like, how are we having fun? How are we engaging with our body? So I like to have a good, easy relationship with it. And I find the best way is like kind of keeping it happy. (laughs) happy body, happy life or something like that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I found there was a gap in the dental field um, where I was looking for some simpler answers. What do we do before we get to the big decisions of a root canal, of a filling? Like what can be done in all those moments in between? So that's what I really set out to endeavor. And um Luckily, I also, I went to a holistic dentist in my twenties. They weren't that holistic, but luckily the hygienist was, and she, I really, that was a really, that was a neat catalytic moment because I, you know, being an entrepreneur in my twenties, you're not generally going to the dentist that regularly because you really, you know, you're putting all your money into your business and stuff. Um, anyway, there was, she says, oh, there's the start of a cavity coming. And she was like, go home, work with all those things you have, and then come back in six months and we'll x-ray it. And I didn't even, I was like, you know, what? Like, we can give this a chance. You know, this the bone can shift. It was just like so mind opening. And that's when I created um, Healthy Gumdrops, which is now Happy Gumdrops, just because uh, for the FDA reasons, but it's like it's the same product, same formula. We said to make it happy instead of healthy. <laughs> anyway, it was the thing that really was able to bring my mouth to a new level beyond my general efforts, you know, and that was really fascinating. And then from there, that was so successful because I went back and got x-rays and it did evolve. It wasn't there. And then also I, I did really have to, um, you know, just my gums needed a little more loving too. I wanted to strengthen them up and stuff. And I totally was able to turn that around as well, just so fast with the oils. And I, I was kind of like, also like, duh, like why, why, why had I not put together that before? And so then from there, you know, the dental stuff just kept growing. And then I even had an ebook or whatever you call it. Yeah. Ebook. Is that what they were self-published? And then it was, it actually, and I was, people were like, don't publish self-published because you won't get published. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It's just I can at least get the information out there, but it was, in, and I'm sharing this in case anybody's thinking of writing because it was actually the self-publishing in today's climate, but that was around 2011. Uh, so I don't know if that is today's climate um, where 
um, you know, the publishing industry was changing, but because it was changing, it was like, there was a different risk level. And because I'd already had such a great track record, that's actually what got it published. Cause it was like, Oh my God, you totally have a bestseller here or whatever in my little world. Right. <laughs> Not in New York times realm, but, and, and so that's actually what got it published, which then leads to things like renegade beauty and that kind of stuff. So if you've got an idea, just do it. Cause that's the time we're living in. <laughs> I love that too. It's so, it can feel overwhelming, but it's so empowering to, to be able to, and, and like, that's why I started this podcast is that showcases Mm -hmm. people like yourself that are, that are doing that. And it's inspirational, but the more, you know, healthy you feel, the more happy you feel, you tune inward and really be with your body and your emotions. That's going to lead you to your passion. So you can go do it. You can self-publish an ebook or whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's really, I feel like when I look back and I see this decision-making of teen Nadine and twenties Nadine and all that kind of stuff, I really always focused even in my school choices. What am I good at? What do I like? And I kept following that and following that. And you fill your life with that and it pushes out the BS. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So what looks different in a holistic kind of maybe just day-to-day dental routine? What looks different than maybe a normal routine? A normal one? Yeah. yeah. So here's some just fast tips that you could probably do right away. Basically, if you've got baking soda in your house, if you use that for the rest of your life, you would be a million times better off than using anything from the drugstore. Guaranteed. Another thing is like, soft headed brushes for all, all big men, babies, everything in between soft. Cause we really, and then you're brushing your gums before your teeth. So we're not just brushing our teeth. We're going up almost well exact where the cheek and the gums attach. That's your top mark mark or spot. And the gums, they need that stimulation and they need, we make beautiful dental serums and stuff. I've got recipes in all of my books, so you can either make your own or so I just want to give people those options. But once again, if you just use the baking soda for the rest of your life, I mean, it would be a miracle and you're brushing, you're going to brush down. So from the gum towards the teeth, and if it's the bottom, it's the gum up towards the teeth, not back and forth that will recede the gum lines. The gum lines are like one of the most sacred areas to care for in the mouth. Where they join, where gum and tooth join, we must keep that happy and healthy. In my book, I talk about, you know, that needs to be like a nice turtleneck. The gums are a turtleneck around the teeth. And we don't want to get into the crew neck, cowl neck, V-neck stages. That's when the dentist is telling you that your gum pockets are like a four, five, six, seven, eight. And I, the steps that I've talked about really help to, to, to change the oral, the homeostasis of the oral oasis. And then we also have, um, a blunt tip syringe, which you can fill with the dental serums with a, like a 1% hydrogen peroxide with a baking soda water with a sea salt water. And you can flush out in between the teeth, right under the gum line. And that really helps too, because the gum is also raised sometimes because there's just some debris uh, in in there and stuff. And then when you floss, you want to floss twice. And with um, the dental serums that we make, which are just like full of botanical biotics and you slide one drop along the floss line, and then you're getting that juice up and in between the teeth, which needs that love. 
And it also helps to the gum. It's voluntary. So it speeds up healing. And if people are bleeding when they're flossing, most people find that using that dental serum will turn that around within a day to a week, depending on the constitution of the mouth already. So there, I mean, and there's just, you know, a million tips like that, that just totally are so simple, may have it already in the home and just really can evolve things. Another great thing is just making a, a brine um, in a mason jar. You can either make it with sea salt or again, just with baking soda, just adding like, um, you know, a tablespoon or so. It doesn't have to be exact to a, like a liter or a mason jar. Like it's like 16 ounces of water and you have different shot glasses in the bathroom for the family members. And then when you rinse before and after the whole sort of brushing moment, it, um, it just alkalinizes the mouth and it just sets the tone and it's really good for the microbiome. And the cool thing about our dental serums, which include the beautiful different botanicals and stuff, they're so good for the teeth and gums. They're good for, um, you know, the bacteria that create halitosis. They clean things up. But here's a really cool thing where we've now we've got modern science that's able to tell us about the microbiome. And then we're able to look at sort of our past ancient choices of like, uh, why did we use frankincense, clove, cinnamon, rose, neem, peppermint, cardamom, all those kind of plants for thousands of years for oral care? Now, through modern science, we can see that these beautiful botanicals have um, the, they're able to inhibit quorum sensing, they're quorum sensing inhibitors, uh, QSI, which means that the, you know, the pathogens in the body aren't normally in little groups. They're sort of floating around. Then they can gain traction by gene expression and there's more, and then they start grouping up and they're quorum sensing to gain traction into gene expression. And then the essential oil can come in like clove is like a 76% effective quorum sensing inhibitor. And it's able to break up those pathogen parties while it remains friendly with the beneficial bacteria. What more could we be asking for right now? We have a solution for antibiotic resistance. In fact, to such an extent that uh, really antimicrobial essential oils like oregano, rosemary are used in poultry feed in Europe instead of antibiotics. And now, so that, because antibiotic resistance is a real issue that is really being studied because it's a good, you know, it's great that we have them, but our overuse and putting them in the agriculture, dairy, food supplies and being overprescribed has created a global antibiotic resistance that is making them sort of less effective on one level. And they're sort of these indiscriminate assassins. So they're clearing out too much of the microbiome, which we didn't know before because we didn't really get it. And our mindset from the chemical times, the 40s and 50s, is just like kill all the germs. It's sort of this germ warfare theory. And now we're like, oh, we need the diversity of the microbiome. And it's cool, let's take care of the pathogens, but we can't clear out the whole population of beneficial bacteria because now we know, and we didn't know this because like, you know, this is a kind of roughly the past two decades before we were like all about the cells and then the genes. And it's like, well, we're sharing that. We have like the cells and the bacteria are kind of, uh, of equal and 
billions in the body important, you know, and, and very much making the whole thing function. So we, we have to like almost think of our bodies and our skin and our mouths as something where we want to have this invest in a diverse, diverse, uh, diverse microbial bank accounts almost. Right. So we want to have a flourishing, uh, biome in the mouth and a mouth that's bustling full of beneficial bacteria is actually what's going to keep the dentist away. Not the, you know, the mouthwashes that are just clearing the microbiome. And maybe that's why commercial mouthwashes um, create over 36,000 cases of oral cancer a year. Could be. Yeah, nothing there. We're at the very tip of the iceberg with the microbiome too, which is just amazes me. Yeah. And then there's like the micro, oh shoot, what's it called? But the whole micro fungi environment. So again, and there's even understanding now that parasites, there are ones that we need. There's microbes that, you know what I mean? There's like from all those families, there's a little bit of everything that we need. Yeah. I think it's like, it's probably could change, but I, I heard um, when I was in health coaching school that there's actually three times the amount of foreign cells in our bodies than our own cells. So that includes wow. like microbiome, different bacteria. Oh, it's and, the mycobiome. Mycobiome. That's okay. the fungal biome thing. I was yeah. just remembering that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're never going to know. No, we're not. And but, so we always have to kind of keep that je ne sais quoi in you know, with the science, with everything, we have to always know that we don't know so that we don't keep recreating the Frankenstein story a hundred times a day as human beings. <laughs> it's like, didn't we learn that? No. No. Yeah. And try again tomorrow. Did we learn? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe we, all, I think we'll always have to coexist coexist with the frankincense story perhaps i mean sorry frankincense yeah (laughs) i do like coexisting with the frankincense story oh i do too yeah and a fun thing as i you know we've had frankincense forever then we had two then we had three then we had six now we have nine (laughs) we have nine beautiful frankincenses and i've got one coming out this is really cool I'm not really into astrology, but I love hearing things. And apparently the past year and a half has been a time where what has been occult, like the occult remain, becomes unhidden. Because like occult means hidden. There is the word cult, but oh, it's something means the root of hidden. So there's this frankincense that the whole people that are into frankincense, like the frankincense distillers and growers and everything, we didn't know existed, but did exist and was most likely in some frankincenses over the period. But now they've discovered it and um, because it was sort of always there, but not there. And it's such a unique frankincense. It contains uh, constituents that have only previously been found in non-plants, like a silk peptide. And the name, if so, frankincense, the family, the genus is Boswellia. So the Latin name, like the classic frankincense is Boswellia cartieri. This frankincense is called Boswellia occulta because it has been hidden, but in front of us. 
And it has been revealed. And so I found out that astrology thing. But in that time, this special frankincense was discovered and named. So that was fun. <laughs> Very fun. And I, and I believe that, you know, nature, frankincense, the earth provides what we need. Yeah. In the, right. Yeah. And then this comes out the past year and a half. Yeah. It reminds me of a Rumi poem, which a line is like, you know, you find in each moment you get what you need. Like this, like this, like this. Oh, I love a good roomy quote. Oh, yeah. they, those just stick with you. Yeah. Especially the Coleman Barks translations. His, yes. his are the best. Awesome. Um, back to dental health a little bit. I know a few questions I have about holistic dental health. Yeah. Electric toothbrushes. Because right now, I some of those toothbrushes I feel like could probably blast all good things out of your mouth. What well, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like even 10 years ago, there was the sonic and there's a lot that's good about it, but the frequency, I just, again, that maybe it's that sensitivity. Yeah. I was like, mm. and I just found, cause it was so high pitched. I just was like, you know what? The classic, like $25 round headed was, I just loved it. Cause it could really get, it's a different shape and it gets behind the teeth, the front teeth a bit more. And that's a key area. And in my steps, there's two brushes, the manual ionic and the other one. So it was a really good choice, but it's been many years in the making. We finally have our toothbrush and we just launched it. I think in, I don't know, this year it's zero EMFs. You can take a little EMF meter to it and chest it if you wish. Um, it, it stays charged for 30 days. You don't need to bring your charger on the whatever traveling, but, but beyond that, it's great. The, it removes plaque like no other electric toothbrush I've tried. It is sonic, but it's not it's vibrating and it feels right. It doesn't feel weird and high pitched. And, and that maybe that's because the EMFs and then it's a really special angle. And there's also a sulca attachment. So you can get that, do really take care of the gums with it. And so we finally have our toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. And I'm working on another one. That's um, there was this, uh, uh, there was a blotting brush that was created by this dentist um, a while ago. It's just really simple kind of a rectangle brush, but I really feel like where I'm liking to see toothbrush go right now is I feel like there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the head, in the bristles. And, um, I've got, yeah, I just found a really good company that has just revolutionized one and we've got that toothbrush coming out maybe in a few months. So that'll just be the manual one for it. And this is like, Oh, if I could put that head on the electric, which I'm working on, I feel like, cause I've, I've just, this is the, bristle I feel like I've been waiting for my whole life so that just came about so that's oh, exciting because we really need that good one for the blotting the guy who made the blotting brush it's so good for gum care and it's about really brushing and taking care of the gums because I know we're thinking all about the teeth the teeth the teeth but of course it's like full marriage with the gums and I even feel like from what I've seen and what I know but again I'm not a dentist I really feel like sensitive tooth sensitivity so much of it is coming from gum recession and so again, if we can get those, those turtlenecks around the teeth, we're pretty golden because also when they recede, one of the issues too, is that enamel gets exposed, uh, that was originally under the gum line and it's not the same enamel. It doesn't have all the layers. And so it's very easy to get those gum line cavities and get decay at the gum line. It's mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. I know another thing that's a staple for me, mm -hmm. some I, I feel like most holistic people know about it is the tongue scraper. 
Yes. That's what, what are your, what are your tips and tricks? I know you can like overdo it. Can you? Well, I I don't know. I I mean, I guess you can overdo anything, but who's there? Like a hundred strokes on their tongue. Um, And you can use a spoon like upside down. So you can, something you can do right away or no, use the spoon because it's a good shape. And then it's just, you scrape, uh, well, depends when you're first doing it. It might be like you might have to sort of do five scrapings, generally two to two to five. You get that back plaque out of the mouth and it won't like, you know, you got it. It's, you don't want, if you wake up and you got a white tongue, there's stuff to do, <laughs> you know, it'll be more than just brushing the teeth, but that's really going to help. And that's plaque and stuff too. That's the stuff that sits on your teeth. So uh, yeah, tongue cleaning, scraping, and then oil pulling is really good. It is ancient ayurvedic practice we have an article on our site you can just use mct oil or coconut i've got recipes in the books and stuff and things you can add and sort of up level it and then also at living libations we make the swishing serums which are with like things like coq10 and i think we even do we throw probiotics in there sorry we make so many things i have so many formulas dancing in my head but that's like where you can really just sort of up you know up your game and Doing that for a few weeks to a month, you will literally transform your mouth. Amazing. I know you guys also have silicone tooth trays. Yeah. So those are to go. Well, I love those. And we have recipes for them because you can kind of make these tooth better cups that we have and stuff. But Ah. we brought those in because we have a new toothpaste out. And I'm so excited about it because it contains the mineral nanohydroxyapatite, which pre for it's been a been around for 40 years and approved for bone loss in, uh, what are those people called? Astronauts. <laughs> it's like the rockets, the people in the rockets. Um, so they have, because there's bone loss. So actually PMF and nanohydroxyapatite have been shown, proven to prevent bone loss. So previously this ingredient has, it's only in a handful of toothpaste. It seems, I mean, I certainly don't know everything going on in the world, but it does seem hard to find. And of course it's, it's in a sea of ingredients that I wouldn't personally want to touch because I feel like, oh, now you're going to have to sort of counterbalance those effects. Um, but now we got it in a libate, you know, you know, and it's so good and you can use it on like kids and dogs and everybody. But the cool thing is it's going to event like, and it, it, it's been shown to be again, fluoride. There's a lot, but if we're just like normal dentist world and we're comparing apples to apples or whatever, many dentists feel it's just as effective as or better than fluoride for smoothing out the teeth, filling in the fissures. Again, your teeth are made of this. They are looking for that and brushing with it shows to smooth it out. And we've got, you know, there's research and studies that have been gone into this for 40 years and there's an optimal amount to put in the formula and we've got that rocking. And so then we added the trays because then you could just coat your teeth and also just put on one of those trays and then just sort of like do a tooth spa and just like let it sink in for, you know, a longer time. That sounds amazing. I, I, do, I do oil pulling, but I've never done a tooth tray like that. That's definitely yeah. going to be on my list. Of <laughs> <laughs> my t- take your mouth to the spa day or yeah. every day. Yeah. And what's cool about this time that we're in is a lot of people had to really figure out a little, like up their oral care game because we couldn't get to dentists and stuff. 
And it's been great because people are really going, oh my God, like I can take care of this. And if they finally got to a dentist, they were in better shape than they have been, you know? I feel like it's probably a lot of hair got healed too because we didn't... (laughs) You know, I'm actually, I feel like when I, I feel like it's really a phase of like so many people have long hair right now. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. It's just like, just sort of less, you know, less fussed with. And I think we're all a little more relaxed. It's good. <laughs> I like it too. I like it too. I just got my haircut this week. I'm, I'm oh, up to lovely. like, thank you. Um, 12 weeks minimum in between. Normally I'd get oh, my wow. haircut a lot more, but I went five years. Hair. And I was like, why did I ever get it cut? Oh my gosh. And you know, maybe I should work up to five I think years. You, you got hair. You can yeah. rock it. Oh yeah. I can rock it. I think yeah. it would, I could probably like wear it as a top if I waited. Like I could wear, it'd be a dress. If for five years I could wear it as a dress, put oh, a belt around it. It, it yeah. would just be too much, but. <laughs> well, yeah, if it gets too heavy and too long that you can work it, but you should tr- just see yeah. where it all goes. Oh yeah, I found like it even grew in layers and stuff because like, I thought, oh, maybe it will lose shape and stuff. I, no, it just no. grow. I don't know how it all works, but it was neat and it was great because we live way out in the woods and I really don't have hairdressers anyway. So yeah. it's like Perfect. one less thing not to like that. Yeah, I could let go of. Not to worry about. Yeah, I understand it. I understand it. Well, thank you so much, Nadine. This thank was you. very, very information packed. And I know... <laughs> If you guys want to learn more, you have a lot of information on your website. You have your two books out there. Um, Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we started to wrap up the show today? Good. Good. If you have any more questions, it's good. Whatever. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on today and imparting a lot of of wisdom, a lot of things I learned about dental health. And we close every show the same way. How may we, the listeners, as an act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? You know what would be fun? Let's just close our eyes now and inside or out, whatever you want to do. is just say, you know, I love my teeth. I love my teeth. I love my teeth. And do that for about 20 seconds. Yeah, look at them shine. (laughs) Pearly white. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure learning all about holistic beauty and dental care. Thank you so much. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.